So one of the saddest and most pitiable sights that we can see, well, uh, there's a lot of them, so one of or not, but uh, certainly a very sad and very pitiable sight that we can see is to watch uh, a person that would best be described as very, uh, what's the word, narcissistic and full of self-love aging. Why? Because the sole object of my love and affection, or the primary such object in an instance such as this, uh, it is, uh, it is my body, is my looks, uh, maybe is the stuff that I'm involved in, some of which uh, uh, demands youth and energy and, and looks and, and abilities and things like that. And right in front of my eyes, it's degrading. Right, it's degrading, and I, I know in the back of my head, even if I don't think about it, that soon all of it will be permanently annihilated. Right, and consequently, chances are uh, I bug out and uh, I take drastic steps. Maybe I'll get surgery done on my face to, to get rid of wrinkles or at least some Botox or something like this. Maybe I'll, I'll uh, work out like crazy. Uh, and, and take uh, thousands of dollars worth of supplements and, and youth regeneration, right? And if somebody offered to me a way to get back my youth, I would give uh, anything for it, right? I would sacrifice probably the lives of a million people, if not more, just to get back uh, uh, the days of, uh, of glory concerning my self-love, right? And we see that, unfortunately, as, as much as a person like this struggles and tries to do something in such a case i'm completely and utterly helpless there's nothing that i can do time will tick on and i will continue to uh, uh to, to physically uh deteriorate and be farther and further away from uh, uh my youth and uh, and soon enough i will have to face um the worst thing in the world for me right it right in the face whether i like it or not Although if if uh, I'm lucky, it may come unexpectedly, right? In my in my eyes, lucky should we say, not necessarily objectively. So here, not all of us are uh, at best described as, as super duper narcissistic individuals for whom uh, the the process of aging is exceptionally painful and degrading and awful. And yet, we can all stand to learn something from this kind of dynamic that, that we see blatantly on display in those cases. So what's the idea? Why is it that if uh, I'm, I fall into that aforementioned category, aging is so painful for me? What's really going on underneath the surface of the idea seems to be that um, whatever it is that I identify as or identify with, that is what I care about and consequently that is what has the power to uh, uh, regulate my, what should we say, self-state, for example. Not necessarily emotions, although that certainly too. Anger, uh, uh, joy, happiness, sadness, grief, depression, all these kinds of things. Not just that, although that as well. But overall, just do I feel fundamentally the way that I want to feel? Do I feel like myself, right? Again, just taking uh, <laughs> outlying examples to make points. Uh, somebody is uh, a monarch and has been a monarch his or her whole life. I feel like myself when I'm a monarch, right? When people are waiting on me, when I'm powerful, when I'm uh, when I'm in control, or the same amount of control that I'm used to. I, I see modern day monarchies maybe uh, less uh, 
less control in some instances, right? But uh, I, I, I'm in my palace or palaces or, or traveling in, in uh, by myself, and uh, meaning I'm not exactly taking the the public airline if I'm the Queen of England, right? Uh, uh, working class uh, transportation. And I'm not. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm traveling the, the way I want to travel. All these kinds of things. Then I feel like myself. If I were to to be plucked out of that environment somehow and, and put in some very different environment where uh, I'm not. Uh, uh, that's not commensurate to my status as a monarch. I wouldn't feel like myself. I would feel horrible, right? And we see that again. Chances are, chances are, we see that uh, there's even been at least one instance of, uh, and probably certainly more, of a person that was taken off. A monarch that was taken off their uh, throne or their, their royalty was taken away and they committed suicide, unfortunately, because they couldn't live just as a normal person. I mean, one thing, obviously, there's been violent uh, uh, turnovers of power, but just peacefully, just, you know, you're not no longer a monarch. I, I don't want to be. I can't live just as, as a regular individual when I'm used to this, right? So that's an extreme example, but we all have our niche, uh, our uh, psychological, our physical, our environmental, our social niche uh, such that... We feel good. We feel like our own self, right? And why? Why does that work? It's because again, the the way that I self conceive myself, I am a monarch, or I am a, um, a, a, a porta potty cleaner, or anything in between, or otherwise. And also psychologically, I am the person that demands this kind of treatment or that has this kind of insecurity or has this kind of hope or dream, whatever it is, psychologically, physically, socially, environmentally, perhaps otherwise, whatever would occur. Right? The, uh, the way that I self-conceive uh, is uh, uh, the kind of uh, regulator uh, by the way of the objectives. They're pertinent of my self-state. Just to clarify that statement again, I self-conceive as a, 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 a monarch. Right, that's my self-conception. Right? If I, I can forget, I can have, unfortunately, Alzheimer's and dementia, and forget that I'm a monarch. Then I no longer self-conceive like that. They, then I might not care. Probably out of habit, unconsciously, I would still be like, "What is this m- m- motel?" If I get placed there, but I, m- I might forget. Well, I don't forget. That's how I conceive myself. Now, that uh, has a certain series of objectives uh, uh, that uh, are then applicable uh, to be treated a certain type of way as as a monarch and and enough wealth and and beauty and all these kinds of things. So those are the objectives that have the power to regulate how I then feel. I get those objectives, right? There's a crown on my head. Excuse me. I'm in my palace. I feel good. I don't get those objectives. I'm in the street because the monarchy is done. I feel bad. Right, so uh, whatever again, however I self-conceive, those the the, the relevant objectives have the power to regulate uh, uh, the way that I feel uh, about myself. So, with somebody that we classify as a super narcissistic, self-loving person, the self-conception is consigned to something very uh, superficial uh, <laughs> and obvious. Uh, uh, chances are, so for example, the obvious one is the body. Right, most of us, uh, we certainly not more than most of us. Normally, we absolutely self-conceive in a corporal sort of way, meaning in a bodily sort of way to a very significant extent. Much of my life uh, and my activity concerns my body. Right, eating, sleeping, uh, um, hopefully drinking a little water, uh, right, uh, or other beverage, uh, grooming. 
hair, if some more for some less, right? But all these kinds of things. Much of my life is consistent out of that. And I may like the look of myself in the mirror. I may not like the look of myself in the mirror, but my body is a big part of my life. But it's not the soul necessarily uh, thing that I, I think about usually. And yet somebody that would call very narcissistic, if their narcissism is, is con- concerning the, their body, that's all they think about. My entire life, uh, my whole self-identification, my whole self-conception is consigned to what I see in the mirror, right? Uh, uh, my, my body and their face, that's all that I think about. So consequently, the objectives relevant to that self-conception gain the power to regulate my self-state. What are the objectives? Health, youth, right? Nice skin, uh, uh, nice physique, if it's not, uh, if I'm concerned with my, my body instead of just my face, whatever the case may be. All right, so now if I see that, that those objectives are not being met, I feel horrible because I identify so much with my body. Just like with the monarch, I identify being a monarch, we get the point, right? Uh, obviously, narcissism uh, and self-love can concern other aspects. It can concern uh, our professional success. I totally identify with my career, with my bank account. Right? There's instances of people that, that uh, lose their wealth, commit suicide, right? because I've so identified with my bank account. Now that the number there has substantially gone down, that's it. My life is, is in shambles. My, my, my entire being is destroyed, is torn apart, because this is how I self-conceived myself. And the objective relevant there is to, to have money and, and more of it. Not to, to lose it all. May we be spared, right? So in an instance like that, my narcissism, again, is, is concerns uh, my professional activities, wealth. So that has the power to, uh, over me. Uh, there's self-love as it concerns abilities, right? Uh, my, my musical abilities, my writing abilities, my uh, uh, scientific abilities. And as those are lost, uh, or if they're lost, also super-duper painful, the same concept, right? Uh, um, you know, I was a, a super quick thinking, uh, uh, you know, professor of math or physics. I was a creative uh, uh, person. And now with age, I feel like the creativity is gone and I can no longer uh, uh, put forth the output that I did. And not, it's not at all necessary. There's people that stay creative their whole life and productive. But just to say, if so, uh, and, and, and consequently, uh, I uh, I feel horrible about myself in the same way as if uh, my narcissism was concerning my body, right? And, and there's probably other kinds of narcissism uh, as well, uh, whether it's to do with my lineage or to do with, uh, you know, groups and such that I'm involuntarily a part of, um, whether it's to do with my, uh, my family, um, whatever the case might be, right? But the idea is that uh, this kind of self-love this kind of narcissism, uh, the, the commonality is that I conceive myself in very narrow terms. I relate myself uh, uh, to something that pretty superficial and pretty narrow uh, I, because it's exclusively to do with my immediate uh, self, meaning my body is right in front of me. I don't need to... Uh, you know, think a lot about how to figure out where's my body, what's going on. It's right in front of me. Uh, my uh, abilities are mine, right? They're, they're right here. My uh, other personal factors that I might be uh, narcissistic and, and, and about, they're right here. It's narrow. It's a narrow individuality. And consequently, uh, uh, if um, it's at threat, then I'm at threat, right? If it's at risk, should we say I'm at risk. If it's threatened, 
I'm threaded. So here we would say that what is it, what is needed for somebody that, and we're just using the more flagrant uh, example to get the point across, what is needed for somebody that is very vain, very narcissistic for that person to be able to handle a process such as aging, a process such as saying one's powers decline. Well, what I need to do then is I need to expand my self-conception, right? Because if I can expand my sense of self, including parts of it, uh, 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 or in, put, including into it parts that will not be affected by, uh, the, say, the aging process here, well, then it won't be so painful because I'll have interests that are not affected, right? What's the immediate thing that, that, that uh, uh, occurs and that normally should occur is, of course, identification with family, right? Normally, if I'm a semi-normally adjusted person and I have a family, I have children, I identify sufficiently with my children and then hopefully with my grandchildren to where I feel at least some well-being, a source of well-being is, is them, right? Consequently, I may love my face and or my body and or my career and or my bank account and or other things. And yet also, even if all of that is not doing so good, at least I can take pleasure in my children. I can take pleasure in my spouse. I can take pleasure in maybe even, uh, I don't have children, my nieces and nephews uh, and other family members, my godchildren maybe, whatever the case might be. And that's my consolation in life, right? Because uh, uh, if they're doing well, I'm doing well, even if in other areas I'm not doing well, right? But obviously the super narcissistic person doesn't give a hoot about his or her family, or if we, by definition, obviously many do, but we're going to set a threshold past which a person does not, right? I care so much about my face and or my body and or bank account, all these things that I, I, I don't care about my children. I don't care about my grandchildren if I have any. I don't care about my spouse if I have one. I don't care about my nieces or nephews or aunts or uncles. I don't care. It brings me no satisfaction to hear that they're doing well. Mom, dad, I uh, got into the best college. Oh, nice. But I, I'm not, uh, I, I may say it, but inside I feel nothing because maybe I'm too worried that I'm developing wrinkles on my face right around that age too, right? When the kids are going off to school, I'm developing wrinkles on my face. So what do I care that this, this little uh, uh, sucker got into school? It, it means zero to me, right? Oh, mom, dad, or, or uh, aunt, uncle, I, um, I'm being, I, I started a business and I'm being very successful. The, the, uh, the revenue, the, uh, um, kind of the accounts came in and uh, I made, we made a profit, yada, yada, right? I don't care because I'm, my, my own career isn't going so well or, or I took a, my own fortunes took a turn for the worse. I'm like, oh yeah, nice, cool, awesome. But really, I don't care. It's just like a random person comes up to me or I see on the internet, random person wins the lottery. I don't care, right? But if I associate, if I relate, if I cared about the person, then I would care. If it was somebody I really care about, they won the lottery. Big, wow, I'm so happy for you because I care, right? Uh, maybe jealous too, but but nonetheless. So that's the first step, right? And we see, obviously, that's the, the first step for, for all of us. And that's just using, again, the, flat, the uh, aggravated example to make it very clear. That's the first step for all of us. I have to identify with people other than myself. If I can't do that, I'm not going anywhere in my human development. And there are not 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 a few amount of us that are unable to take that first step. I I, I might be a mother, a father, an aunt, an uncle, a neighbor, a cousin, 
uh, a co-worker, um, a member of a community, whatever, but it means nothing to me. I can't really identify with anybody else. I can't really expand my sense of self past this narrow artificial feeling of, of uh, 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 personal identity. And consequently, I'm stuck. I'm totally stuck in my disgusting self-love because this kind of self-love is not good. It's not the, the love except myself. That's a different thing. It's not a good type of self-love. So that's the first step. I have to work to identify myself with other people than myself, my family, my friends. If I don't have any, I should make some. My neighbors, right? my community members potentially, where I work, really, truly try to expand my sense of self to include them. And that's also a point to make here is that if I haven't expanded my sense of self to include you, then uh, uh, I can only feel good for you if you reflect on my interest in a base way. So for example, let's say my sense of self is that I am a salesperson, right? So then in order for you to make me feel good, you have to buy something, or at least in this dynamic, right? Somebody comes in, to my shop or, or my uh, the dealership, whatever, my identity here. I'm a salesperson. You're a, you're a customer. For you to make me feel good, you have to buy something from me and make my pocketbook a little bit or wallet a little bit thicker. Right? That's the only way you're going to make me feel good. Uh, on the contrary, if my identity included you, then you wouldn't have to do that. So let's say, for example, my favorite uh, relative walks in. Right? All of a sudden, I wouldn't feel good if I charged them a lot. I would actually feel bad, paradoxically. Right? Why? Because if it's genuine, uh, the relationship is genuine, then my sense of self includes you. Right? Just like I don't need a justification to want to earn more money. Right? Why do you want to earn more money? Well, because uh, it'll benefit my other interests. No, that is my interest. Right? Chances are, not for everybody, chances are, it is my interest to earn more money. So if I really identify with you, it is my interest to see you do well. It doesn't have to reflect on other interests that are really mine. Your interest is really my interest. We get the point? We can really expand our, uh, our uh, uh, um, sense of self and sense of self-interest to include somebody else, as opposed to keeping it narrow and then having that person reflect on it, Right? Uh, 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 a proper parent, uh, uh, his or her children are really part of him or his or her own self-sense and self-interest. So it's not necessary that for my child to make me feel good, he or she needs to, you know, give me a compliment about my accomplishments, right? Or something like this. No, your accomplishments are my accomplishments. You succeed, I succeed. So that's the uh, difference there. For me to really uh, take that first step, I have to really identify with other people, really care about uh, uh, the the interest of my family members, of my friends, not just how it relates to me. I want my uh, my friend to be successful because then I can have a successful friend. No, I want my friend to be successful, even if they're not my friend because later on, because I care, I've expanded my sense of self to include them. Just like I want myself to be successful, not because so that I can have a successful friend, but because it's, I want to be successful myself. Excuse me. Right, so having said that, that's a super important first step, but it's not the only step that we can take. Uh, we can take further steps. And uh, obviously there's a long uh, history of thought concerning this this kind of uh, step, but we can identify with uh, a na- our nation or, or, or with our group, right? But here also it can be uh, easily kind of take us off uh, the, the the proper path uh, of development because every sort of real identification it has to be genuine. It has to be sincere. 
right? Meaning if I identify with my family in a very vain, in a very base sort of way, maybe I'm part of a crime syndicate, uh, right? the, the familia, no, not just the, not to pick on that, but whatever the case might be, I'm part of that crime family and I identify with my family simply in this very, very superficial way that these are my associates, this is how I make money. That, that that can still possibly be better than being a, a total, a, 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 an utter lone wolf, but it's still not exactly the ideal, right? The ideal is where I really sincerely have genuine human interest, genuine social interest, and, and I take you into my sense of self. So here, also, if I identify with my nation or with my group out of vanity or out of weakness, I need a, a, to feel a, a part of something bigger than myself ASAP so I don't feel bad then it also may, it's something, again, question, is it better, is it worse? But it might not be exactly what we're talking about here. Here, I would also have to have a real affinity for, for others and for uh, uh, my notion of humanity or, or my notion of, of society, right? Uh, um, humanity now something different. My notion of society, right? For example, uh, I see that my nation has a, a, a history and I can work into that history and it, it, it inspires uh, real individuals. It inspires me, and I can right. So consequently, you know, I, I look around, I see somebody built the infrastructure of my nation. And not every nation, unfortunately, has much of an infrastructure. But if it does, somebody built that infrastructure. Somebody uh, 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 contributed to the the cultural, uh, scientific. Uh, um, industrial output of my nation if it has any and i see in fact right if i'm part of a nation that doesn't have any of that doesn't have much infrastructure doesn't have much uh, of a lineage of of any kind of success it kind of sucks uh, part in the language right it's not so much fun it's like being a, a, on, a, on a really bad team yeah maybe it's better to be on the team than off but if we went zero and 15 this season how good is it to be on this team Right, even if we're, if we're all uh, can be uh, kind of losers together, we're still losers, right? Unfortunately, at least for the time being. So that's kind of the idea. If I'm part of a nation that uh, um, uh, has no track record of any kind of success, and I really identify that, yeah, okay, you know, I uh, I'm still part of a team in my mind, but it's it's not so much too much to be proud of. It's not so great. So that's just to say that if I do have a, a nation I can be proud of, I do have. A group I can be proud of. I do have uh, a body of, uh, of productivity uh, uh, that can be classified in a, 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 and labeled, right? Again, this nation, this group, this, that. That's something pretty cool. That's something that uh, can really take me out of my selfishness and, and that I can really work for. Uh, again, as long as it's sincere and it's done out of real um, uh, human interest as opposed to, again, being one of those uh, narcissistic types of things. You know, I'm not worried about myself. Uh, I, I want to distract the attention away from myself. So I begin to be a super duper uh, uh, supporter of, you know, uh, something bigger than myself. We get the point, right? It has to be sincere, but that's a step that can be taken. Further, I can identify with uh, uh, humanity at large. Now, that's very hard to do. That's a step we may never get to. But if I really work on myself, my, I really try to check off all the boxes concerning my own development or in the process of so doing. And I can really work to form this concept of humanity in my mind. Then uh, th that's, th that can possibly work. Right? If I really truly care about the concept of a human being, 
right? Here, what does it mean, humanity, right? Con- concretely speaking, where is it, right? Where do I find the humanity? In the straight, in the cloud, where do I find it? Well, the idea is I can form a notion of a species, uh, of a general grouping of organisms uh, that uh, uh, demonstrate consistently certain capacities. For example, I can have the notion of cow manity, right? Of cows, and I can appreciate them for what they're worth. Cows can, can bring milk, right? Cows are, are they, it's nice how they say moo. They graze around. <laughs> Whatever my concept of cows is, I can form such a concept and I can identify with it. I can care for it, right? I can have the interest of cowmanity in mind. My, uh, my goal is to uh, expand or defend the interest of cows. It's a possibility, right? So it's the same thing, but uh, by the way of people, except here for the concept to be worthwhile and sophisticated, I have to develop my human potentialities. Because if I haven't done so, right, I'm a little kid, what kind of love for humanity can I have? How do I understand humanity? As a bunch of babies like myself, right? If the only thing I, I care about is is something uh, material and superficial, that's my concept of humanity. Because how do I relate or understand of anything higher than that? But if I work on myself a little bit and I and I see at least the faint glow of certain noble traits in me, uh, the capacity to love selflessly, the capacity to reason, the capacity to aspire towards ideals, the capacity to uh, to favor truth over falsehood, to conquer corruption, right? All these kinds of things to uh, favor justice in a genuine way. Then I can say, wow, you know, we, we have a lot of upside or species, the homo sapien species, and I can form this notion, this ideal of a, of, a, uh, of a species that used all of its potential, that was perfected, and I can have that ideal in mind and love that ideal and identify with it. That seems to be a real possibility and the real interest that, uh, the real objectives that are here relevant. For example, there's, uh, uh, I see, being uh, amazing people that have worked for the education of the human race, that have set up schooling systems, that have gone out into into deep dark places to uh, to bring light uh, uh, to, to them, right? Uh, uh, to bring education, to bring scientific progress, all these kinds of things. And that if it's done genuinely, again, not out of narcissism or, or, or vanity, or at least not too much of it, maybe a little bit. If it's done genuinely, that's a, that's a real thing, right? I really have this concept of humanity in mind, and I understand that. The concept is informed by real individuals. I can have the concept all day long, but if every single person in the world is, you know, a low life, well, then the concept is not being realized, right? So consequently, I can work to, <coughs> excuse me, realize that concept in real life. Excuse me. I can contribute to the, the educational systems uh, in the world. I can um, um, I can try to alleviate the pain and suffering of individuals, right? Even though it's also a separate question because if I just temporarily do something uh, that, that hasn't set forth uh, or uh, that doesn't kind of recalibrate some kind of system that will later on yield results, that's uh, uh, that might be something different, right? It might be for my own sake or for somebody else's sake, but is it for the concept of humanity? If several thousand years ago somebody helped uh, uh, people to, um, you know, uh, uh, gave them some money, interesting question that's a different conversation but anyhow we would say there's still a further level yet right identify my family identify my nation or group if it's done sincerely identify with humanity done sincerely but probably an even higher level is where um, i try to identify myself with 
reality in the broadest possible uh, uh, sense that I can muster. Meaning we see there's there's something, right? There's some kind of reality. There's some kind of existence. Uh, we, we seem to be forced to say that, right? Because if I say, oh, there's nothing, that's using the word nothing to designate something as a point that has been made many times. But uh, uh, so there's some kind of existence. There's some kind of reality. And I seem to stand in some kind of relation to it. And the reality can't be limited or consigned to something, to first of all, to a term, obviously, right? The first thing to say, quote unquote, the universe. What does that mean? That's a term uh, uh, that designates uh, uh, either some kind of visualization or if I'm an expert, a certain mathematical, mechanical, uh, uh, hypothetical system uh, that uh, can help guide our uh, experiences uh, vis-a-vis the, the physical world, the, the motion of projectiles, uh, uh, um, uh, the mechanics of, of, uh, of moving objects, uh, and, and things like this. Most certainly, I cannot say that the reality in itself is equal to uh, the term universe or to any kind of conception here. Right, obviously, and further, it's not, you know, the reality is not what I see, you know, I see the cloud, that's reality. Reality is that my, the, the, my office wall or my cubicle wall or my factory floor. That's not reality. That's just something I see. Yeah, there is reality. And it's not just something I see. It's not just something I touch or hear or smell or taste, right? It's something, but it's not any of that. So that would be the idea. Uh, if I can try to uh, f- figure out what is reality, what is real truth, right? And how do I stand in, in relation to it? and then put myself in some kind of relation to it, right? Then we, we might suppose that that is, uh, if, if my concept of, or if my connection with reality is sufficiently unconditioned and not artificial, it's not just chit-chat, we would say that's probably the biggest expansion of myself, right? Again, on the one extreme, I'm, I'm completely and totally sunk into uh, 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 my physicality, into my psychology, all that I can think about is the shape of my forehead and uh, my, the childhood conflict, the mommy, the daddy, guardian, caretaker, this, that. As I move away from that, I identify with my family and, and my friends. I really care about them. Uh, if I move a little bit further, I might identify again as long as it's genuine and, and in line with the rest of kind of what we're talking about, not something else. I can identify with my group, with my uh uh, uh, potentially with my nation, right? Uh, then I can identify potentially with humanity. And then I can identify uh, probably keeping all the other identifications, right? Uh, uh, possibly the, depending on or maybe skipping, who, who knows? But then I can try to identify with reality in, in itself. I can figure there is some kind of existence. There's something, right? It's not, uh, I can't just d- d- dismiss it naively, say the word the universe, or the stars, or whatever the case might be, right? And I have to deduce uh, what is that something, and how do I really, truly broaden my self-conception to put it into relation with reality, or at least get on track to so doing. And the general theme seems to be that, concretely speaking, that the more I can reduce my selfishness, the more I can reduce my identification with the petty, with the superficial, with uh, immediately obvious, you know, I identify with my uh, car and with my watch. Uh, and the more I can do that in a genuine way, 
the more I can identify with reality in, in, in the broadest possible way, and hopefully more and more so. All right, so there's some concepts. Uh, uh, the general idea, as we said, is uh, if we want to avoid the tragedy uh, of life, which is to, to be clinging to that which we shouldn't cling to, uh, clinging to the superficial, to the finite, to the transient, to the now, ah, my wrinkles, I can't believe it, oh no, my bank account, I lost a dollar, hopefully no more than that, right, nothing to joke about, but nonetheless, oh no, right, if I don't want my life to be tragic, I have to always be, and that that is tragedy, right, it's where I want something, and yet it's not going to happen, I wanted the career, it's not going to happen, I wanted uh, the health, but may we be spared, I lost it, right, it's tragedy, right, but if, I can get myself on the path to expanding my sense of self, to overcoming my narcissism and my self-love, right? and, and, and connecting with, with deeper and broader things all the time, hopefully eventually transcending all of it, right? then uh, uh, life isn't tragic, and then life is, is good. Right? So that's what we want uh, probably to shoot for. We can think about it and do it. Thank you for listening.